Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. It's great to have your company for On The Pace on this Thursday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. We're looking forward to Penrith this evening, nine races, including a few heats of the Breeders' Challenge. 6.15 is kickoff time for our lone New South Wales card today. Tomorrow, we've got a bit of a double up. We've got Wagga in the afternoon and also Newcastle tomorrow evening where we'll have more heats of the Breeders' Challenge as we'll have tonight at Penrith. Last night, speaking of the Breeders' Challenge... The Bathurst region held their first round two-year-old heats and there were two ultra-impressive winners as well. Ash Gribes Savion was too good in the Phillies, rating 155 and 5. And we spoke to Nathan Turnbull yesterday morning. He was confident of the chances of better be the best and he was incredibly impressive, winning by an excess of 30 metres in 155. And Nathan also made it a double with Marmita winning uh, the very next race. So Savion and Better Be The Best have now booked their tickets through to the semi-finals of the Breeders' Challenge with their easy heat victories. And speaking of the Turnbull name, seven races on last night's card. Amanda Turnbull driving four of them. A little bit of news from the West as well this morning that we're hearing filter through in the last hour or so. We know that the Eureka will be run for the first time at Tabcourt Park, Menangle in September of next year for three- and four-year-old Australian-bred paces. Well, there's also going to be another slot race to be run in Australia next year across in Western Australia in April next year. $1 million called the Nullarbor, open to all paces, three-year-old or older, over the 2,500 metres at Gloucester Park, 10 starters with $70,000 per slot. So that'll certainly be intriguing and it would be great to think that maybe there would be some New South Wales representation. It'll come in off the back of the Miracle Mile only a month or so earlier. So we'll keep an ear to the ground on that one, but applications are now open four slots as well so head to the racing and wagering wa website if you want some more information on that but a new one million dollar race for harness racing is always good news we are heading to penrith tonight as mentioned and jack calligan will have a few key drives including one in the two-year-old phillies breeders challenge heat and he's also got some key chances tomorrow night at newcastle and also at menangle on saturday night as you would expect and he's our guest for on the pace this morning good morning jack thanks for joining us G'day, Brett, no worries. Maybe, I guess, some new news to you this morning about that new slot race in the West. You experienced uh, being involved in, in the slot race in New Zealand last year. So exciting times for Australia to, to have another race of that calibre. And no doubt you'll be already thinking about where you might be able to pick up a drive. Yeah, for sure, Brett. I heard a bit of a whisper early on in the week about it. And uh, it's good it's officially come out now and... Yeah, definitely be looking for a horse we can take over. Let's discuss your chances tonight at Penrith. You kick off in race number two with Lanakai Beach. From what I can see, it's your first drive aboard this horse, but he knows his way around a racetrack pretty well. Not a great draw on paper, but uh, I guess he's a horse you can probably never discount. No, that's right. He's you know, a nice old horse. Pokes, pokes around every week and... He's been racing pretty good of late, so if he has a bit of luck, he can probably run into a place. Race number three, again, another horse that you're jumping aboard for the first time, Regal Reggae for Matt Rue. He's got another runner 
in this race. And interestingly, Regal Reggae is actually shorter in the market than Kalani Courage, but he's chosen to stick with that horse. You pick up this one and no doubt looking at its form, you know, she's a horse that's pretty consistent and you always have to respect Victorian form. So uh, again, a second row draw, but how does the race play out in your mind? Yeah, the first up run for Matt last on the weekend was actually pretty good, I thought, Britt. Um, you know, hopefully you can take a bit of improvement out of that and you know, got a handy enough draw, even though it is a back line, we'll be able to follow through without doing too much work. So if the split goes wait, you know, it's not a bad chance. Race number five is your next steer, and this is aboard Emma Besser, a mare that you've been driving consistently since she made her way down to New South Wales, and she has been consistent as well. Those two wins uh, back in mid-August were, were pretty good because she had to do, on the second occasion, a little bit of work up outside of them. What have you made of her run since? Um, I thought most of her runs have been pretty good. Probably her last start, she wasn't quite as sharp, um, but... You know, in saying that, she had raced it quite frequently, so she's had a bit more of a space in between her runs coming into tonight, so hopefully she'll be a bit fresher. It looks a pretty tricky race, so for an up to 62, there's a few horses drawn off the front row, which you would expect are going to be pretty hard to run down. Do you give her a sneaky chance, or does it look a little tough from that gate tonight? No, I think with her best foot forward, she's definitely a chance, Brett, obviously from the bad draw. Um, she'll need a few things to go her way, but um, if she puts the inner best performance, she's definitely up to least. Race number six is a two-year-old Phillies Breeders Challenge heat, and you must be looking forward to peaceful stepping out again. Yourself and Cam Ross have combined with this filly for three runs in her uh, career so far. She was second first up, and then she had a little break, and she's returned in great form. What about that last start effort, 152 and 4? That was pretty impressive. Uh, how much improvement can we expect through that? I guess we don't need to see a, a lot of it, because that was one of the sharpest performances by a youngster this season. Yeah, she seems to be a really nice filly, uh, peaceful, and hopefully she, she does improve off that last run. She'll, she'll probably need to be at least just as good from this bad gate, but um, you know, obviously it's going to be tricky tonight, but I think going forward she's definitely going to be up for the better ones. What about tonight? Because it's never easy to overcome second row draws at Penrith, particularly in these uh, youngsters' races, because generally as a rule that they're fairly strong how do you drive her tonight is it a case that you have to put her into the contest because I guess from what we've seen so far she's pretty talented so you don't want to sit back there and uh, let the others get away with too much I wouldn't expect yeah it'll just pretty much be dictated by the tempo I'd say Brit I'll just have to go out there with a pretty open mind and um, you know I know she's got good speed as well she's very strong so if we have to put her into the race and probably go sit outside Eve Crocker, um, depending on how quick they're going early or you know, even if she is safe for just one lot run at him, I think she'll just still be running right into it either way. What about Penrith? She's had a, a few experiences there, so that's a big tick. How has she handled the track? She's won there, but is she as comfortable there as a big Menangle circuit? I wouldn't say she's probably 100% comfortable there like she is at Menangle, but um, from last preparation into her first up 
run this preparation, there was a huge amount of improvement there. So I think even from that last run there, she'll take another bit of improvement and um, she's had a few gear changes, which will help as well. So I don't think Penrith will be too much of an issue. You know a few of these fillies really well, particularly Eve Crocker and Promise Lander. Are they the two hardest to beat? It must have been, uh, I guess, tough to, to see them in that heat with you because they are nice fillies. But Eve Crocker in particular appears to have taken a, a real step up this preparation and you've been aboard for a few of those wins. Yeah, she's a really nice filly in her own right, Eve Crocker. It was kind of a tough decision to pick between them, but... Um, I just think going forward, Peaceful's probably going to be the one that, you know, at this stage anyways, probably right up the top echelon. Um, but, you know, from the draw, Eve Crocker's going to be extremely hard to beat, as well as Promised Land. She's already a Group 2 winner, so they're both two classy fillies. So that's race number six. That's going to be a really good contest. It will be interesting to see how they shake out afterwards. And race number nine, it's all about me. Uh, nothing, if not consistently, a place getter, this guy. He's won the two from 64, but he's rarely too far away. Do you give him a chance of sneaking into a, another bit of minor money tonight? Yeah, for sure. He's always a chance of running into the place in this type of grade bridge. Or just probably need his fair share of luck, but he's Tomorrow night you've got plenty of chances, but I want to focus in on Menangle on Saturday because, again, you've got a strong book of drives, but a few in particular. You've got Mr. Bohannon in that carousel final race number six, a group two feature of $50,000. He had his first local run last week and he was good in winning a heat. This is a tough race to work out. I think it's probably a contest where any of the 10 runners could potentially win it. I, I saw you were also down to drive Tay-Tay at a, a few stages this week, but you've chosen to stick with Mr. Bohannon. So what sort of feel did you give you last week? And I guess from the barrier draw on Saturday night, is he another sneaky chance? Yeah, he impressed me a lot last week, Brady. He um, had, had a nice trip, but he really found the line hard and um, you know kept, kept whacking away right to the line up, but long straight from an angle first up which isn't always easy so uh, Pete thinks there should be a fair bit of improvement off that last run too so I might give him an each way chance for sure Pete said that he sort of gave the impression last week when he talk to us that he's going to, to really love Menangle but you brought up an important point there it's never really easy to win first up at the track so uh, he looked as though he, he handled it well he's a big rangy style of horse so probably the harder they go the better for him on Saturday yeah I think that'll definitely be right there Brit he's, he's a huge horse probably one of the biggest I've ever driven to be honest but um, he's really well gated and covers the ground well so um, yeah, as you said, the harder they go, it'll be better for him, I'd say. No doubt you'll have more of a look over the coming days at how this race will map out. But I guess on initial uh, viewing, how, how do you think things will be uh, from the outset here? And, and who's the leader in this race? Is it Tay-Tay from your outside or those runners down low, Port-au-Prince and Heaven on High? Do you think they hold the key to the race? Look, I think... Uh, Port or Prince and having a high both you know, they'll both have to come out pretty solid to at least hold spot. Um, I think Tay Tay does have enough speed to cross. And um, you know, yeah, she's probably the leader but 
probably either uh, Robbie or Blake, depending on kind of who wins that early battle to be behind later, I'd say. Well, hopefully they go along a little bit early, which it looks likely of occurring for your chances with Mr. Bohan. And race number seven's a fast class. And Ultra Orlando, he's knocking on the door to win another race. He's been beaten a metre and a half, I think, ahead, and then half a metre last time out when second again, only ahead the margin there officially as well behind where you've been bopping. So he's deserving of a win, but it looks tough against expensive ego this week. You've got... I guess a fitness advantage over him but uh, I guess he looks on paper after that trial to have returned pretty smartly himself Yeah that's right Brady. he's racing in great form Elder. he just can't seem to crack one of late but he's always there and bounce and he's giving his best so can't ask much more than that from a 10 year old so um, he'll be speared forward again with his great gate speed and uh, I just said it'll be pretty hard to beat expensive eager. They seem to come back really good, but um, I definitely expect my bloke to run a place. And race number eight, I guess this is probably one of the more intriguing drives for you on Saturday night. Alda Baron Ravani, we know her talent. When she first came to New South Wales, she was brilliant in winning many on the bounce and on occasion running some incredible time as well. What's gone wrong for Aldebaran Ravani and can we turn it all around on Saturday night? Yeah, I'd like to think so, Britt. She, she obviously was very dominant when she first came. Um, she had a trip to Melbourne and just everything went wrong there. And, um, then early on in this preparation, um, she just wasn't 100% right. She up stick after her first first up run and we've really been working on trying to relax her a bit um, because she obviously is extremely keen going type of thing but it kind of hasn't really worked so we're just kind of going back to the basics of what we were doing when we first got her and she seems to have improved a bit and um, you know still taking a bit of fitness to get up for these better ones as well so Hopefully she does improve a bit um, on Saturday night, but I think she will improve again off whatever she does. What about that trial last week? Uh, she looked pretty good. and She didn't look too savage at all in the end there. They went 57, which is probably not bad for her. Was it a pass mark for a trial? Yeah, I think a pass mark would be right, Britt. She, she didn't um, do anything overly impressive, but as you said, she was actually quite relaxed. Um, we made a couple of gear changes and they seem to have worked a bit better. So um, we'll just be going with that set up again on Saturday and um, as long as she's hitting the line, I'll be pretty happy with that. All right, OK. So we're looking for an improved effort from Aldebaran Ravani there on Saturday night, but we'll know more through that. A busy few days coming up for you, Jack. We appreciate you taking time out this morning to discuss all of them and best of luck for tonight at Penrith, tomorrow night at Newcastle and Saturday night at Menangle. No worries. Thanks, Brett. Jack Callaghan there joining us this morning, currently right at the top of proceedings when it comes to this year's state premiership, having a good little battle with Cam Hart, with Cam away on Saturday night representing New South Wales. It'll be an opportunity for Jack to claw a few wins back off him. Cam currently on 136 wins. 
Jack on 131 victories. So it's going to be an interesting few months coming up between those two young guns. That's on the pace for this Thursday morning. As mentioned, nine races tonight from Penrith, 6.15 kickoff time. Those heats of the Breeders' Challenge are going to be very interesting indeed. Tomorrow morning, finding winners at 10.30 here on Sky Sports Radio to discuss in a little bit more depth tomorrow night's Saturday, I should say Saturday night's Menangle card and also tomorrow night's Newcastle card of racing. That's on the pace for this Thursday.